Blog Talk Radio. Heavenly Father, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. We thank you for your loving kindness. We praise you for your faithfulness. Father, we love you both now and forevermore. And Lord Jesus, you said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. This is a holy gathering. We are gathered together in your name, and we know that you are in the midst of us. And wherever you are, there is peace that passes all understanding. Wherever you are, there is joy unspeakable and full of glory. Wherever you are, there is perfect love that casts out all fear. Jesus, you are love, and we love you because you first loved us. And Holy Spirit, you inspired the prophet Zechariah to say these words. And ye shall ask of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. So the Lord shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain to everyone, grass in the field. Holy Spirit, we hear the sound of the abundance of rain. We anticipate bright clouds of your awesome power. We wait on you for showers of your unfailing love. We thank you for your presence. And Holy Spirit, we love you just for who you are. Change us from glory to glory. Fill us with your power. Saturate us with your love. Holy Spirit, reign on us. Amen, amen. I just want to thank each and every person that is tuned in this afternoon to MBKI's Kingdom Encounter Radio Show. Glory be to God. It's a beautiful day here in Washington State. You know, we over here in the West Coast, so I know y'all in Florida and over there, y'all get the sun every day, you know. But here when the sun comes out, more things happen. You got people doing things that we ain't seen people do in some time because it's been kind of cloudy here. But glory be to God. We just come together today, hallelujah, just to give God praise. Hallelujah. That's the main focus of this radio show is to give God praise because the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. Hallelujah. Many of us need some things. Some of us need some financial blessings, some healing, some deliverance. Hallelujah. Or just a, a rhema word. Hallelujah. To keep us moving forward and going higher in the things of God. It's when you praise God. Hallelujah. In the midst of whatever you may be going through as we come together on one mind and one accord. Hallelujah. To give God his praise, hallelujah, we are able, hallelujah, to receive what it is that God has to for us to receive. This is not a church. We are the church, hallelujah. This is where the church comes together and allows, hallelujah, the spirit of the Lord, hallelujah, to come in and dwell. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We thank you. We're going to listen to one, uh, another song here. And we're going to hear music. We ain't in church. Amen. Did you hear what I said? We ain't in church. Come on, open your mouth. This ain't just about me. It's about you. This ain't just about me, singers. This is about the sound that's in your belly. Open your
Hallelujah. Crucify your Jesus. Glorify him. Praise him. Worship him for what he has done. Hallelujah. He is worthy. He is worthy. I bring joy before your throne. I delight in you, Father. You made me glad. Because you look upon me, Lord. And you see me as I really am. I'm rejoicing. Yeah, 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 yeah
dreams in a church, Natasha Cobb. Come on, worship this for a moment. Nobody like you. 
Amen. Amen. Father God, we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We just come before your throne, Lord God, giving praise and honor unto you. Lord God, we praise you, Lord God, for the angels, Lord God, that encamp around us, even around this line. We thank you for the prayers that have gone forth, Father God, intercession that has gone on, Father God, protecting this line and the people that are upon this line from any demonic attacks, Father God, hallelujah, any headaches, Father God, any drop calls or distractions, Lord God, that may come, Father God, or try to come against them so that they miss, Father God, what it is that you may have for them. Lord God, we thank Thank you for the blood, the blood, Father God, that your son shed on Calvary, Father God. Hallelujah. Taking our sin to the cross, Father God, and rising, Father God, hallelujah, in all, all glory, Father God, in his hands, in all power in his hands, through your spirit, the dunamis power of God, Father God, reviving, restoring him, Lord God, as he sits on your right-hand side, we thank you, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord God, for the ability, Father God, to come together with technology today all across this country, Father God, hallelujah, and be able to come with one mind and one accord on praising and worshiping you. Lord God, right now, we just, Father God, put our minds, Father God, upon you. We put our hearts upon you. Lord God, we lift up, Father God, our hands into the heavens, Father God, surrendering all unto you. Father God, for you are worthy of the praise, Father God. There is no God like you, O Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Release, Father God, your glory. Release, Father God, the fire, the scent of your glory upon this line in the homes of each and every person, Father God, that is represented on this line. Prepare the hearts and the minds of your people, Lord God, that they may receive what it is that you have for them to receive, Father God. Hallelujah. The Bible says to give us this day our daily bread. Lord God, we come to the table now, Father God, hungry, Father God, for your bread, for your revelation, Father God. Hallelujah. Let us not hear information. Lord God, we want revelation. A word Father God, straight from heaven, Lord God, that our spirit man may be fed and be able, Father God, to move as you, Father God, will have us to move. Give us this time, Lord God, to just focus on you, Father God. Focus, hallelujah, upon the Lord. Hallelujah. Give him your heart. Give him your mind. Give him your body. Hallelujah. Give him your all. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, oh, my soul, and everything that is within me is what the Bible says. Lord God, and we do that now as we come together on one accord. Hallelujah. The Bible says that you inhabit the praises of your people, Lord God. So we just send the praises unto you, Lord God, that you may come down into the atmosphere in where we dwell, Father God, and dwell with us. Drive dwell amongst your creation now, Father God. Hallelujah, as you did with Adam, Lord God, in the garden. Walk with us and talk with us, Lord God, that we may have peace in the place of delight. Hallelujah, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for what is about to take place. Glory be to God. We just focus our hearts and minds upon you. We call on heaven, Lord God. We call upon heaven. We brag upon your goodness, how you pulled us out of addictions, how you've taken us out of things, how you've given us things, how you warred in the spirit, how you stood up for us, Father God. Glory be to God. There is no God like you, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Hallelujah, the God that created the heavens and the earth, the God that put the 
fish in the water, hallelujah, and the birds in the air. Lord God, they have their environment. We wish to dwell in the environment that you created for mankind, Father God, and that is to dwell in your presence. You put Adam, Father God, in the garden to dwell with you. Lord God, because of sin, hallelujah, we had to... Step back, Father God. Hallelujah. It could not dwell in your presence. But today, Father God, because the blood was shed, Lord God, the veil was ripped, we have the ability to come and dwell. We choose to dwell with you now, Father God. We choose to dwell with you now. Father God, make us righteous, Lord God. Make us righteous, Lord God. Do it now in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. set for us to be holy, for you are holy. But Father, we acknowledge that if our holiness is going to be authentic, it's going to be because of your presence. Our prayer today is that you make us righteous. Holy, holy Lord. Yes, yes. Keep your mind on Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. His goodness, his mercy is great.
You have given us wisdom from heaven, Father God, to know how to deal with situations and circumstances that have come before us, Lord God. Hallelujah. It was only you, Father God, that seen us through. Hallelujah, Lord God, when the bills did not have a way of being paid. There was nothing left, Father God. You made a way out of no way, Lord God. Hallelujah. Well, we did not even have gas in the car, Lord God, and we were moving on fumes. You got us to our destination safe and sound, Lord God. Hallelujah. We just want to brag upon you, Lord God, upon your goodness, upon your, 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 your blessings that you have bestowed upon us, upon the miracles that you have performed in our lives, Father God. The small ones is well as the big ones, Lord God, blessing our families, blessing our marriages, blessing our businesses, blessing our ministry. You are such an awesome God. You see over everything. There's nothing that could be hidden from you, Lord God. So as we praise you, Lord God, inhabit the praise, Father God. Meet the need, Father God. Hallelujah. Come in and show out. Hallelujah, Holy Spirit. Move me so that you can have your way. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, for what is about to take place. I glorify your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord God, I thank you. I just want to thank again each and every person that has come upon the line of hallelujah, MBKI, must be king of international ministries, hallelujah, kingdom encounter on blog talk radio. That was kind of a tongue twister there. Glory be to God. <laughs> Amen. Again, it's a wonderful day up here in Seattle, Washington. I hope everyone is enjoying, hallelujah, their Saturday. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Let's go ahead, hallelujah, and get ready to move right in. But first, before we do that, hallelujah, I just need to give glory to God. Glory be. I mean, without God, where would I be? He is the head of my life, and I give him all the honor. Hallelujah. My daddy, hallelujah. Glory be to God that took me out of a dark place and brought me into a place of light where I can, hallelujah, speak upon his goodness and testify, hallelujah, to individuals about how good he is and how, how he loves me even though I'm still jacked up and sideways. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And I also want to give honor to my wife, hallelujah, prophetess, Donna Baxter, who's making her way home. She says she's listening in. I love you, babe. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Y'all keep us in prayer. The enemy is really trying to move, but the devil is a lie. Hallelujah. For we got the victory. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. She keeps my head on straight. Make sure I don't get into too much trouble. I'm just a big, a big kid, so hallelujah. She just keeps me going in the right direction. Glory be to God. I, I also want to give honor, hallelujah, to my spiritual father and covering, hallelujah, Chief Apostle Rodney Tate. Hallelujah. Right now he's, I think he had to go to work today, but I just love the man of God. He's really helped me to move forward and to go higher, hallelujah, as we begin to set up things here in uh, the Washington Air region. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. He is a big help in motivating and encouraging and, and making sure things are being done in God's way and not in my way, also in his time. Glory be to God. And I also give, hallelujah, honor to each and every person in their respectful office, hallelujah, and place in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. We, uh, I'm just going to get this out of the way now. Why don't we just go ahead and get this out of the way now? Hallelujah. On Saturday mornings, okay, on Saturday mornings we have an hour of power. We move in power. 
hallelujah, of the Spirit of the Lord. We praise God because it's all about praise. If he does not enter in, hallelujah, it don't make no sense doing it. So we praise God. We, we worship God. We move, hallelujah, and as he comes in, then we begin to petition the heavens upon the communities, upon the cities and states that are represented upon the line, hallelujah. Then we move into another sector, hallelujah, where the if we just begin to uh, mentor the line, we begin to prophesy, we begin to pray. This is a place where people can 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 move in their giftings and their talents. Hallelujah, glory be to God. Iron sharpens iron. Hallelujah. Everybody has the has a start somewhere. Somebody has to give you know somebody an opportunity to move. Hallelujah. In the gifts and talents, it's not about us. It's about God. And as He Hallelujah comes in, He allows those gifts and talents to get stirred up and used. Hallelujah. And you have the ability of using them here on Hour of Power. And then we also move into a time of just praying for those that may be in need of prayer that we can touch and agree. Amen. Hallelujah. On Thursdays, hallelujah, at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have MBKI's Beta Mentoring Conference Line. This is a place where we are being mentored. We're learning. We're we're learning of the things of God, about the kingdom of God. We're talking about worship and praise from a biblical standpoint, hallelujah, so you can kind of see what the world thinks and what God says when it comes to praising and worshiping, amen. This also is a place to where you can begin to mentor the line and begin to allow God to use you if God is speaking to you pertaining to particular matters and things to where you can use your gifts and your talents, hallelujah, to mentor the line as well, amen. Amen. And we know, hallelujah, Kingdom Encounter here at 4.30 Pacific Standard Time and 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. So I just want to get all of that out of the way. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. I had such a busy day today. Hallelujah. We had such a time in the Lord. Hallelujah. That we was praying and my desk broke. Out of the devil is a lie. He really tried to distract me with that one. <laughs> but the desk just broke. <laughs> and so, hallelujah, I got a half a broken test that I'm working with. But God is making it happen. It's still standing. Glory be to God. Amen. So I say that to say this. I was kind of running behind a uh, woman of God called, and we just had a good time in the Lord and letting the Spirit of the Lord move. Hallelujah. And I thank God for that. So I don't know what God's going to do today, to be honest with you. I'm just going to tell you straight out, I don't know what God's going to do because I couldn't get into my study the way I wanted to. But, you know, God God will move and say, be prepared in season or out of season. Amen. So we're going to be talking about tonight, prepare for battle. Prepare for battle. Many of us don't comprehend or understand what we on this line do, but most people don't understand that there's more than a war going on overseas or in Iraq or in this country or that country. We got our own war going on right between our ears. Amen. We got our own war going on right between our ears. I think it was George Myers that said the battlefield is in the mind. Hallelujah. We got a battle going on right between our ears, and many don't even know it, and we're losing. We're losing. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And then we have those that are coming into the things of God, hallelujah, and they, they need to go to boot camp. They need to get trained up so that they can get ready for the war and fight the battle and put up a fight and win back everything that has been taken, take back ground, hallelujah, that the enemy has taken. Hallelujah, glory be to God. We want to talk about, hallelujah, 
preparing for battle. And there's many different uh, 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 parts to this. I, I don't know how God is going to do it, but today we're going to be talking about the imagination. The imagination. Amen. If you can turn with me, hallelujah, to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 and 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 and 5. Now, y'all that know me, I like going to the Word. We may be going all kinds of different places. I'll try to <laughs> I'll try not to not to have us going all over the place so much, but I like to back things up with the word of God because if it, if it ain't from his word, it ain't coming out my mouth. Amen. Glory be to God. We got Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 and 5. It reads, For the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting out arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity and the obedience of Christ. Now, that was the new King James Version. Let's read the King James Version. It has a little twist to it. It has a little twist. It says, for the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imagination." and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Every thought being brought into the obedience of Christ. Amen? Amen. Now let's take a look now at the imagination. The imagination, the, 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 the formation of mental images of something that is not perceived as real and is not perceived to the senses. The imagination. The imagination. You see, our imagination is a spiritual realm within us that our physical senses cannot perceive or discern. That they cannot Perceive or deserve. Now remember, remember when you women may 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 know this, even even the guys. When uh, we were kids, some of us had imaginary friends. You know, you watch those TV shows, or maybe this is you, a woman of God. You had the little tea parties, and it was only you. But you had Sally, you had Mary, and you had. Ruth, and they all sitting, and all y'all there talking, and you all you talking to yourself, but to you, you talking to Mary, Ruth, and so and so, because you made these individuals up in your imagination. Now, these imaginary friends uh, connected is very similar to the connection with the Holy Spirit. Is it not? Is it not? Let's take a look. Let's take a look. Go to Mark. Chapter 11 and verse 24. Now, if you want, you can just write write it down. Mark chapter 11 and verse 24. Okay? It says, therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe 
that ye receive them, and ye shall receive them. Now, isn't Jesus saying that whatever we imagine and believe, we will have? Whatever we imagine and believe, we will have, if it aligns up with the will of God for our life. Amen? Now, if you look at, at Mark 11 and 23, it says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he saith. Whatsoever is in our imagination, whatever is in our imagination, if it aligns up with the will of God, we can receive it. Do you know what hope is? Hope is hope and something happens in the midst of it not happening. If you look at somebody that's about to go to jail or get out of jail, or but they hope that man, I hope that I don't get 25 years, or I hope that they don't mix up the paperwork and I don't get released. The imagination. The imagination. A lot of things go on up there that we aren't aware of because we're not paying too much attention to our thoughts. We just let any old thing fly up in our head and take residence. And take residence. My God. The the Bible says here in Matthew 18 and verse 3, it says, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter the kingdom of God. Now what does that got to do with the imagination? You got to realize children move in their imagination. As a child, your imagination allows your soul to enter other realms. I mean, literally, how many books are written from the imagination or the child within? Isn't that what they say makes the story come alive? Is that child within, that imagination that is used and put down on paper, that as they perceive it in their imagination, they write it out, and they come up with a book that is a bestseller because it came from a place. See, imagination is a needed ingredient in our Christian walk. We must become as a child again and use this imagination as it is the key aspect of faith and the way to enter the spirit realm. A way to enter the spirit realm. Why? Because our senses don't pick up on the imagination. You know, sometimes we operate and function and do particular matters or things, but we don't understand why we're doing it because we're really not thinking about anything. But in the imagination, as you may go back to a thing or you may, 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 may remember a particular matter that took place called memory recall, it comes back up in the imagination. 
and it can get you to respond or react in a negative or positive way, depending upon what it is that you are thinking, that you are thinking. Hallelujah. The imagination, the imagination. I want to, I don't know, I keep looking at the children, the children. You know, children are something else. They'll come up to an old person that has their skin is kind of really loose, you know, may have a lot of wrinkles, and they'll just come up to them and say, why is your skin so wrinkly? You know, they, they, they will do things that we as adults that have lived life a little bit, we would kind of shy away from. But that childlike imagination, wait a minute, this doesn't compute. Let me ask this question because I can't understand it. But, see, we get so prideful as we grow up. We, 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 we're not so honest with ourselves or with other individuals. We we respect people. We know what to say, and and some of us know how to say hallelujah. But some of the things we need to say, we don't say. Some of the things that we see, hallelujah, we 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 don't question. We don't humble ourselves, hallelujah, because we want to think we we know it all. A child like imagination. A child like faith. Hallelujah. A parent of a child. If a child asks a question, the child will take to the bank what the parent says. Hallelujah, because there there, there is that time where the, the child looks at the parent as Superman or Superwoman, as the little God in their life. Hallelujah. Until they begin to grow up, and this is in most families, but in families today, you know, there's really not too much of a conversation pertaining to God because the parents... Hallelujah, it seemed to, not, 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 I'm not talking about here, but I'm just saying in the world, you know, there's not too much conversation in the home uh, pertaining to God in most homes. Hallelujah, but I know everyone's home on this line, they conversate about God. He's the main conversation, hallelujah, at the dinner table. I already know that. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Let's take a look here. It says, um, The basis of God's instruction to us is this life is according to his purpose. Men of God should always think in heavenly places at all times for peace and wisdom to follow, to follow. It says, the Bible says to guard your heart, to guard your heart. Hallelujah. We understand that the soul carries the mind, will, and the emotions. And if the soul can be controlled by God or Satan, they control the person. Hallelujah. So that is the fight. It's for the mind, the will, and the emotion. And where does the soul stand? It is your brain, your thinker, your ticker, your thing that you think with. Hallelujah. And the, when they translated the Bible, there were so many different words that they could use that they are, uh, they're, they're inter- interchangeable is the word I'm trying to look at. They use heart. They use uh, 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 mind. They use soul. They use all these things, but it all derives to the same thing, your thinker, your brain, where everything stems from. You know, you can shoot a person in the heart and they'll live for a little bit longer, but you shoot a person in their brain, it's a wrap. It's done. This is the control center. So whoever can control the control center can control you. 
So ask yourself, hallelujah, what are you thinking? What goes through your mind that you gravitate to? Hallelujah. What what is it that 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 that, that makes you feel what you feel? Where is that coming from? We have to understand everything generates from a thought. So if the enemy can place a thought in your mind and, and, and get you to feel a negative way and get you to respond a negative way, you're giving birth to something that is not of God. So as you begin to feel a particular way within yourself, hallelujah, step back and ask yourself, what is it that's going through my mind? Is it of God? Because God is not going to bring something to your mind that's going to put you in a downward spiral, that's going to put you in a, with an oppressed or a, a sad feeling unless it's the Holy Ghost and you have done something that goes against the will of God and the spirit of conviction is coming about. Outside of that, God wants you to feel peace, love, joy, all of the fruits of the spirit with love being the key. Because if you are walking in love, you're walking rapidly. With Jesus, and if you're walking rap with Jesus, then all of the other gifts are just going to flow because they're in Jesus as well. But love is the key. What are you thinking? Do you think a bunch of negative stuff? What do you say to yourself about yourself? What are you planting within your own garden? What are you saying to others? How do you speak to them? Because what you're saying to them is planting seeds in their garden. And most of the seeds in their garden are thorns. If you're sharing negative things with them. We're talking about the battle, the battle, the battle. The battle stems in the mind, preparing yourself for this battle. What can I do to stop this this, 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 this one, you can't stop it, but what you can do is you can fight against it. Yes, you can fight against it. Just because you have a thought doesn't mean you can't pull it down. You have control over your mind. You have control. But I think somewhere we've lost that understanding that we have the control of thoughts that come in, we can pull them out, we can cast them down, is what the Bible says. Is what the Bible says. What is Satan's purpose pertaining to our imagination? What does he get? I mean, why does he want to uh, uh, use our imagination? We already know it ain't going to be for anything good. Turn with me to Luke 21, and we're going to read verse 34 through 36. Luke 21, verse 34 through 36. You see, we must understand one thing as we're turning to that scripture. Demons have a purpose in bogging men down in the cares of life. This has a way of taking possession of your mind because it distracts you of the things of God. It distracts you. Do you know when you have a bunch of bills, you got this, you got that, and the other, you can't even think straight because you're so confused trying to figure out how you're going to do that, if you, how you're going to do this, and, oh, my God, i got to do that, and all of this that you don't have time for God. The things in which that mean the most, 
The Bible says, if I draw nigh, if you draw nigh unto me, I will draw nigh unto you. But if you got all of this stuff going on and bogging you down, you can't draw nigh to nobody. So how is God going to draw closer to you? And then you say, I can't hear God. Well, if you are 100 miles away from God and he's trying to whisper to you, you can't hear whisper. So we have to make time. We have to uh, 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 create time. But Satan, his purpose is to bombard our imagination, our minds with a bunch of crap to keep us distracted from God. Luke 21, verse 34 through 36, it says, But take heed to yourself, lest your heart's mind be weighed down with carousing drunkenness and cares of this life, and cares of this life. What bogs your mind down? Is it the cares of this life? Hallelujah. After you're going through something, do you, you look for a little ease and comfort in a bottle of E&J or some, what's that new one, fireball or, 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 or you know, what, 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 what? It goes on to say, and that day comes on you unexpectedly. Hallelujah. I mean, it just comes. For it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole world, excuse me, earth. Watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. It starts off and say, but take heed to yourselves. Take heed to yourself. Stop looking at other people. But look at you. When you point a finger to someone, there's one finger pointing at them and around three of them pointing back to you. So I would go with the three. It says, least your hearts, your mind, your imagination be weighed down. See, when you don't focus on you, your heart, you, you begin to focus on all kind of other people, and, and your heart, your mind, you just get heavier and heavier and heavier because you're not dealing with your stuff. You're trying to be in everybody else's stuff. Amen. It says in the Bible, it says, hallelujah, how are you going to take the the thorn out of your friend's eye when you got a big old tree in your eye because you're too busy looking at other people's stuff and not dealing with your own stuff. We can keep the clutter down if we focus and deal with what we need to deal with in our life. Hallelujah. See, now we're in a position to where we can be a help to someone else because we've dealt with the situation in our life so we can help someone else that maybe is We'll go through that same situation sometime because we have wisdom through experience and how God brought us out. So let me pass it on to you, my brother or my sister. But how can you pass something on if you ain't dealt with it? You're just looking at their situation and trying to play uh, Dr. Phil, hallelujah, and tell them what to do when you ain't even done it in your life and you're dealing with the same thing. Amen. Glory be to God. 
As the child of life come, we are not to be weighed down in our minds with stress, depression, and sadness or fear. We were not created to carry these type of feelings within us. These are the things that bring sickness, they bring disease, they bring suicide, they bring all this mess that we are dealing with today because we are bogged down with a bunch of stress and tension and, 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 and things in our body that is decaying our body faster than what it is going to decay in the first place. If we just let it go, cast it, our cares on to Christ and take upon his yoke and his burdens our life, the Bible says. Hallelujah. We can prevent a lot of the depression and oppression and sadness and fears and stress that we have or that we may be carrying. Hallelujah. The Bible says to cast down vain thoughts and imaginations, to cast them down. See, these things that bring us these feelings come from our imagination or a thought. If it's not in a picture form, it's in a word form. It speaks something into your mind. See, when we lose our job, we imagine ourselves homeless. When we, we split uh, from a mate uh, or, or, or maybe we're having some marriage problems, we imagine ourselves alone, et cetera. Can you understand what I'm saying? See, we go through the imagination, and then we begin to feel a certain way. It's all in what we imagine in our minds. What do you imagine? What do you imagine that brings that negative feeling or that emotion? Some people may be dealing with some rent issues. Do you imagine yourself homeless? being kicked out on the street. Some people may be dealing with, is my husband or is my wife screwing around on me? Do you imagine that in the back of your head? That way you're sitting and you're, 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 you're saying things and you're doing things totally out of your character that's making your mate say, what's wrong with you? What is it that you are imagining in your mind? will reveal why you may be responding or feeling what it is that you're feeling. How do we fight this, though? You keep telling me about the situation. I know about the situation. I go through the stuff you're talking about. But how do I win this battle? How do I fight back this battle? What are these weapons that they are talking about that are not carnal? We're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Amen. Amen. Here are seven ways that vain thoughts and images are being used by Satan. Seven ways that vain thoughts and images are being used by Satan. It serves him as a means of probing a person for his weak point so that he could deserve a trap or set a trap against that weakness and cause a trespass. See, the enemy wants to 
scope you. He wants to find out where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are, how he can maneuver and get in to get you to respond and to react out of character to where you will sin, you will slip, you will go back and do something that you know better to do. That you know better to do. Hallelujah, you can go to, uh, and you can write this down. Uh, you can go to, you know, that's John 8 and 34 where Jesus answered them. He said, most assuredly I say to you, whatever, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. What this means is demons will uh, uh, suggest uh, uh, every possible uh, transgression in the form of a temptation and strike at the nerves in your body which register excitement. If you, uh, 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 let's say hypothetically, you know, you uh, uh, alcohol, Stop drinking alcohol. But the enemy wants to keep hitting you with this temptation. And then it'll hit your body to bring forth that excitement, that, 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 that thrill that you used to get, to try to push you into doing what you know you have no business doing, the imagination. Hallelujah. I remember when I used to use crack cocaine. Hallelujah. He would bring into my mind old experiences. And it's always the beginning because when you use that drug, the end is always the same. No money. Hallelujah. No friends. Hallelujah. You're hungry. Hallelujah. And you don't want to go home because you have to face reality. It's always the same. But it's always the beginning, the, 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 the what you would call the festive part, where he would always hit my mind, the imagination. I don't know what the gambler, hallelujah, he would probably go up and show him going to the table with all of his chips, hallelujah, with someone that has an eating problem, seeking ease and comfort. He would probably go when the turkey just comes out the oven or whatever they're making just comes out and they're about to eat it, hallelujah. It's always the imagination that stirs up that stirs up the emotion, that drives us to do what it is that we do. Amen? Amen. A vain remembrance or reminder of a, a, a beautiful woman or, or a man you have seen before. In, in such a case, a, a, a familiar spirit, one that uh, was either in you, on you, or around your association will present the picture to your mind as a daydream. And the devil, the, the, the devil will uh, then strike at your sex nerve area to suggest that you uh, call this woman or, or, or you do something of masturbation or, or something to take care of that desire, to take care of that desire. What am I talking about? What am I talking about? If you go to James 1 and 14, it says, but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when, uh, when uh, desire is, uh, it has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death, brings forth death. Hallelujah. So uh, when you have that vain remembrance of uh, a beautiful woman or man, hallelujah, and, and, and that 
spirit, that familiar spirit, hallelujah, comes upon you, hallelujah, and you begin to get that urge, that excitement, hallelujah, from the past based upon this emotion. Now you have to you have to do something to fulfill that feeling. You have to do something to fulfill that feeling. And this is where a lot of men, a lot of women, they go off and they, they do things with themselves that they have no business doing just to ease that feeling that is based upon the imagination, that is based upon the imagination. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you go to uh, Ezekiel 29, 6 and 7, hallelujah, it says, then all the inhabitants of Egypt shall know that I am the Lord because they have been a stiff of reed, a staff of reed, excuse me, to the house of Israel. When they took hold of you with the hand, you broke and tore all their shoulders. When they leaned on you, you broke and made all backs quiver. You made all their backs quiver. Demons would go so far as to tell you that you could have him or her easily for sex. All the while, they would give you a naked image of him or her in thought. Any slowness to resist this madness or, or, or any half step on your part in the direction of uh, any evil suggestion uh, tells the demon that sex is your weakness, that this is your weakness. Once they find this out, a trap is devised. You see, see, they always are trying to do something to see how you're going to respond or react. And when you react in a way that is not godly, they assume that this is a weakness. When you give in to it, they say, this is a weakness, and they devise a trap. Now, you may then be confronted by some beautiful, uh, possessed, or uneducated sister who, who uh, may be bold enough to take you in her private quarters knowing that you're married, knowing that she's married. But see, the enemy will use anyone that is willing to be allow them to use them. But to see how you respond is what it is. To see if you're going to fall into that is what it is. Is what it is. You see, Jacob was tested. Or excuse me, Abraham was tested with Isaac. God tested him. God tested Job. Hallelujah. Everything has to go through God first. But God is going to get the glory because all things work together for the good for those who love the Lord and are called for his purpose. So as you are being tested, as you are being tried, God is using this to see if he can trust you. If he can trust you, are you going to give in? The serpent told Eve and said, no, God surely knows that if you eat of this fruit, that you will be like God. You will know the difference between good and evil. Now, are you going to do what God told you not to do? Or are you going to do something because you know that it's going to make you better? The imagination. See, she started thinking. She started imagining herself like God. Oh, my God, my God. How many of us do that? We see something and we just start imagining. Hmm, 
Or, mm, here's a here's a good one, here's a good one. Now you go to a car lot, you and you know you ain't got no money. Just you you just got a job about two months ago, but you're on the bus. But you just wanna look around at cars. Because one day you wanna buy a car. But now you start looking at the car, now you got the salesman who's doing his job, he's got he's wooing your mind. Oh yeah, roll down your window, turn on your radio. So how much do you think you can afford for your car each month? Oh, man, just planting seeds all over the place. Now you're starting to imagine, well, let's see. If I get a second job, I could probably afford this car. So now through your imagination and your feelings of having that new car, now you're going to lock yourself into something that's going to get repoed in four months because you can't afford it. Come on now. The battle. The battle, the battle, the battle. Amen. First John 2 and 9. Hallelujah. He who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. Has blinded his eyes. Demons remind us of offenses of the past which serves to stir up hatred over and over again and also to threat uh, the person who is assaulted with the evil remembrance. How many of y'all had somebody do something to you? And then all of a sudden, just out of the blue, from nowhere, this thing just comes to mind. You ain't seen this person. I mean, it just comes out, and the next thing you know, you're starting to get some anger upon something that happened five months ago, some cases a year or two ago. You got a bad business deal. You done lost two or $300,000. And this thing just keeps coming at you every three months, coming to your imagination to get you to feel a certain way. The Bible says to love your brothers. The Bible says to forgive. But how how can I, how, why do I, how should I, why do I got to forgive him? He stole from me. He should be forgiven. He should be coming. He, no, I have a right. No, you don't have a right. You got to realize the enemy wants you to act out of character. What do I mean by out of character? The Bible says that God created man in his image. In his likeness, he created us. So if we are created in the image and the likeness of God, anything outside of love, hallelujah, anything out of out the outside of forgiveness, anything out of the outside of mercy, hallelujah, is not of God. And that's what the enemy wants us to do is to act out of character, the battle. Are you prepared for the battle in your mind, in your imagination? Because there's things that are coming to each and every one of our imaginations that are leading us down a road that we are not meant to go down, an emotional road, a road of stress, a road of worry, a road of anxiety, a road of Fear, hallelujah, we are not meant to go down these roads. The Bible says that uh, 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 that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of sound mind in his, 
spirit, but we still worry. We still are stressed. We still have anxiety attacks. Oh, Lord, have mercy. But we say we walk with the spirit of the Lord. How is this? How can I prepare for this battle that I'm in on a day-to-day, hour-to-hour, second-to-second basis? The enemy is 24-7 like 7-Eleven. He don't close. He don't stop. He's going when you sleep. We thank God for the angels of the Lord that encamp around us when we sleep to war in the spirit realm of what the enemy is doing. When you open your eyes, just look. When you open your eyes, what are you thinking? Now the spirit of the Lord, you, you, you have the, the, the thoughts of God. You have the, the, the taste of God in your mouth. But the enemy is trying to fight to take that away. He wants to take the sweetness out and put a sourness in. He wants you to think of a bunch of negative stuff as soon as your eyes open. Why? So that he can get a jump on you and get you into an oppressed place in this day. Because the Bible says that this is the day that the Lord has made that we should rejoice. He does not want you to rejoice. He wants you to be oppressed and depressed sad and, 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 and had and everything else. He does not want you to rejoice in the day that the Lord has made. Hallelujah. Have you ever been depressed where you open up your eyes, you just throw the covers over your head and just want to go back to sleep because the hurt and the pain, it just hurts so much just to see another day from the imagination. Sometimes we can do so much in our life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, we do so much in our life. Hallelujah, that guilt and shame begins to eat at us. Oppression and depression tends to sit on us. That when we see the light, hallelujah, shining in the morning, oh, we just want to cover our head. Ah, but as the night comes, we feel comfortable. Why is that? Why is that? Glory be to God. Genesis 3. And 17, it reads, then to Adam he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree in which I commanded you, saying, you shall not eat of it, cursed is the ground for your sake, in toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life, both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herbs of the field. And you should eat the herbs of the field. Vain thoughts and imaginations have been exploited by demons to waste time and prolong whatever we are doing to make work harder. We, we, we cannot concentrate well on our task when crowded with thorns who pierce our conscience, thoughts, and our concentration. These thoughts, these imaginations, these things. Let me ask you something. You come back from lunch. Your boss comes up to you and say, uh, uh, Harry, Jack, Frank, whoever's on the whoever's on the line, you know y'all name. Uh, before you leave today, I want you to come to my office. I want you to ask me this. Can you work efficiently with that on your mind? Oh, no. The first thing you're going to say is, oh, Lord, what did I do? Oh, Lord, what did I do? Now, if you did something you know you ain't supposed to be doing, the next thing you're going to say is, oh, they're going to fire me. And now your imagination is going into not having a job. You cannot focus. You can't think. You can't do your job right. You can't even type right. 
your the whole day is messed up until you get to the office and he says, I just wanted to thank you for the nice job you've been doing over the past six months. Now you done wasted a good four hours of the day pondering on something that ain't even the truth, the imagination. You see how it can take you and control you to get you to think and get you to do, to stagnate you from moving forward in whatever it is that you may have to do, making your job harder because now you have to come to work tomorrow and do double the work because you couldn't work in that day when your imagination was playing tricks on you. When your imagination was playing tricks on you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. James 15 Verse 4 and 5, it says, Abide in me and, and I in you. I, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branch. You are the branch. Hallelujah. He who abides in me and I in him bear much fruit. For without me, without me, he says, you can do nothing. You can do nothing is what the Lord says. Vain imaginations at critical times on jobs and at other times serve to cause error and death. Surgeons who are left open by God have demons attacking them on operating tables. They are left open by God and have demons attacking them as they're on the operating table, in their imagination. Here, death may result or a tool may be sown in the body because they forgot to pull that instrument out. So they sew the body back up and that instrument is in their body. Hallelujah, because their mind was not on what it is that they were doing. If you should sue, sue the demon in such a case and don't, ruin your brother who could not help himself because of the attack by the demon. But see, today we don't have to worry about that because they have certain laws and stipulations before they have a before they work on you or cut you open, you're going to sign something that say, if anything goes sideways, like if I leave something inside of you, you can't do it. Now, I don't understand that, but if you're a professional, you shouldn't, have to, you shouldn't be leaving something inside my body. But they have these things. Hallelujah. But the enemy does particular things like this. Is he woos the mind, he, he takes the mind off of what it is that you're doing. Or you may get so confident in what you're doing that you slip and you do something like this. Or you do something like this. A vain imagination and, and, and auto accidents. You know, have you ever been driving down the street and just 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 uh, uh, had a thought uh, uh, of a car hitting you or or running uh, your car off the bridge? Have you ever had a thought like that? Have you ever had a thought of like taking an exit and just a thought of I wonder what would happen if I hit the barrier? You know, some crazy thought like that. I've had them before. I've had them before. See, demons produce the vain imaginations for the purpose of distracting us to uh, do uh, something as such, to, to, to try to see if we're crazy enough to run into something like that. Now, most of us ain't going to do it, but if you catch the person at the right time, like let's say a teenager that's parents are just pushing them, hallelujah, to get great, great uh, 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 grades in school, 
to, 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 that has been talking about a major league college all of their life. And when it comes to taking the test to go to college, they flunk it, and they can only go to a community college. There's been many teenagers that have committed suicide because of the imagination of what their parents are going to think, what they're going to do. So maybe I'm better off just killing myself. I remember when I was growing up, there was a there was a, a TV show called Wait Till Your Father Gets Home. Maybe some of us lived that life. Your mom would say, boy or girl, you done did it now. Oh, wait until your dad gets home. I'm going to tell him, you're going to tear that hide up. Now, in your imagination, you are thinking about that, that, that whooping. Oh, and how bad is it going to be? How bad is it going to hurt? Oh, he is. I can, oh, I, oh, no, Lord have mercy. And sometimes just the imagination of thinking what's going to happen is worse than when you do get the spanking. I remember them days. My dad used to have me sit upstairs for 15 minutes and just ponder. And then I'd hear him coming up the stairs. You know, if you guys had uh, your bedrooms as a child were upstairs, oh, you could hear him coming up those stairs. And every stair that he hit, Oh, the pain got worse. Oh, here it comes. And by the time he hit the room, you already broke down in tears, and he ain't even touched you yet. Oh, Lord, <laughs> that's my story. I don't know about y'all. <laughs> Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. So vain imaginations and ignorance. Vain imagination and ignorance in cases uh, of distress when, when not enough information is available uh, to to possibly revive our uh, uh, the resulting anxiety to relieve, I'm sorry, to relieve the, the resulting anxiety. Demons both torment and offer false solutions. They torment and offer false solutions. Do you know those individuals that always think that there's something going on with them? and they always run into the hospital, they always got a pain somewhere where there ain't a pain. The doctor continues to tell them, there's nothing wrong with you. We run every test that we can possibly run, and there's nothing that we can find going on with you. But you swear up and down that something's going on, because I got this pain, this pain in my neck, my back. I, 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 I got some things going on. But the physicians cannot find anything. The demons, that tormenting spirit, brings upon a false uh, uh, pain, a false uh, affliction to get you to respond in a particular fashion, and you feel your solution is at the hospital, but the doctor has no solution for your problem because it's not a physical problem. It's a spiritual problem. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm gonna to touch on. I'm gonna to touch on this. We're gonna close with this one here. We're gonna close. Well, we're not gonna close, but we're gonna be getting close to it because there's something else I want to share. We must understand today that the media, the media plays upon our imagination. Our imagination. Hallelujah. The the the, the music industry plays upon our imagination. If you listen to the songs today, they paint pictures in your mind to get you to think, hallelujah, and to feel a particular thing. Do you understand that when we, if you understand what chanting is, chanting is stating the same thing over and over again. So if you listen to a lot of the songs today, they're chanting a particular thing over themselves, releasing, releasing something into the atmosphere against them, 
a lot of this music today, even as I was growing up, I come to find, as I've done research in this area, were chants, that were chanting things over ourselves. See, TV is a vain imagination. Wicked shows are people acting or pretending, uh, the Bible says, uh, cast down all these vain imaginations. See, the TV is a vain imagination because it's not real. It's people acting. When you have in your imagination, when you conjure up something, you are thinking something that is not real. Okay, so this is what the TV does. Now, if you take a look, if you look at a child that's watching TV, you'll see a child sitting on the floor, and I'm looking at my girls because I remember this years ago. They were sitting on the floor, and they were looking up to the television, and what the Spirit of the Lord was showing me is that they were being programmed. Their mind was being programmed by this box, this television. Amen? Amen? The Bible says renew your mind by the word. We are sheep, and he is our shepherd. Why are you eating goat food? Why are you eating goat food? We need to feed off of the word of God, not the vain imaginations that are coming in to us. The people that are writing these shows are unto, uh, I don't even want to, man, a lot of these individuals in Hollywood that are writing these shows are writing them from their imagination. But where are they getting these shows from, from their imagination? Are they coming from God? I don't think so. They're coming from the enemy. And so we're dealing with individuals, we're dealing with directors, hallelujah, that are dealing with the spirit of perversion and of sorcery. So if you look in a lot of these movies, you see a lot of witchcraft, a lot of underlying tones. If you understand, hallelujah, the demonic realm, hallelujah, you'll be able to see. Hallelujah, glory be to God. What is one of the, that Harry Potter's movie, that thing blew up, that thing took off. Hallelujah, everybody wanted to go see it. And even today, they want to read the books, they want to play the games, they want to wear the T-shirts, hallelujah, but they don't understand what they're representing. They don't understand what they're representing. When you are watching TV, your brain operates slower. Did you know that? When you are watching TV, your brain operates slower than when you are sleeping. This allows Satan to creep right in without your permission. Do you understand when you watch TV, there are certain spirits that come off of the TV, and if your brain is moving slower, he can just come and hit your brain. I remember on Facebook there was a picture. It had a gentleman laughing at the TV show, but in all these spirits coming out of the television. He didn't see them. He didn't know. All these things are coming against him, and he's laughing at the show. We have to be very mindful of what it is that we watch, because what we can do is we can release a lot of things into our atmosphere and then turn around and go to bed and wonder why I'm having this nightmare. Amen. TV, hallelujah, can channel spirits right into you, like I just said. Like I just said. Lust-ridden people who've let their minds go all over the place have told me that they lost control over themselves when they would watch particular shows. If you know of a 
<laughs> I hope you don't. <laughs> but a man or a woman that is just, 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 just sex driven. I just put it like that. You know, sometimes they can watch a commercial or or a TV show, and the the the, the subtle pornography that is being shown on TV today hits their imagination when they see a woman walking in a, a bikini that's, that, that is just, you know, the stuff they show on TV today, and then the next thing you know, they got to go to the bathroom all of a sudden because they need to release themselves based upon the imagination and that thrust in their appetite that they can't control themselves and they have to go and take care of business themselves. Hallelujah, masturbation. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Let's go here, and we're going to end with this. Well, I'm going to touch on a couple of, one minor thing. We're going to end with this. How do we cast down these these trespassers, these these imaginations? How do we, we fight this battle? The Bible says, hallelujah, that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty for the pulling down of strongholds. So what are these weapons? What are these weapons? If you turn with me to Ephesians, hallelujah, chapter 6, and we'll start here at verse 11. At verse 11. Glory be to God. It says here, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Okay? That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. See, the weapons of our warfare are not worldly. We're not using AKs and and, and, and Tech 9s and, 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 and bazookas and all these things because we would lose every time. You can't shoot a spirit, hallelujah, but what we're using, hallelujah, is of the spirit. Glory be to God. The Bible goes on to say that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but principalities. We must understand one thing, that what it is that we are dealing with that is coming through that man, that woman, that husband, that wife, that child is not of them. Hallelujah. They're acting totally out of character. They're taking upon the character of the spirit that is using their vessel to come against you. So don't get mad at the person. Get mad at the spirit. What we do is we begin to Call our friend, do you know what Susie did? Susie called me and started da 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 But it ain't Susie, it's the spirit. Hallelujah. What did Jesus do? Jesus told Peter, he said, get behind me, Satan. That's the first thing he said. He said, he said get behind me, Satan. And then he told Peter, he said, Satan wishes to shift you as weak. So he addressed the spirit and he loved the man. But what we do is we hate on the person and don't even have time for the spirit because we don't even recognize it. We don't even think about, oh, that's a spirit that has taken over this individual. So, glory be to God, I've come against that spirit in the name of Jesus, and then you just love on your brother and your sister. No, we don't do that. We act as the world acts, and that's not what we're supposed to do. Amen. Oh, I'm running out of time. Glory be to God. We're going to have to cut this short, but we're going to be coming back, hallelujah, to this uh, 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 this topic.
topic here next week because there's a whole other sector that we'll be going over, but I wanted to speak on the imagination today. Hallelujah. I'm just going to read over this real quick. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers in dark places of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. It says, therefore, take up your whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and have done all to stand, stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shoed your feet with the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench every fiery dart of the wicked one, and taking the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Hallelujah. We're going to touch on that next week. Hallelujah. I've run out of time, but I thank you for joining us tonight on MBKI's Kingdom Encounter radio show. Remember, walk by faith and not by sight. We love you. God bless you.